may be seated. We are almost rounding off. Amen. I am going to talk for seven minutes and then I will get Dr. Charles to just come and say hello to us and we'll be on our way home. Is that okay? Hallelujah. We are talking about the kind of man that God seeks. In Psalm 14 verse 2, the Bible says that the Lord looks down from the heavens on the children of man to see if there are any who understand who God seeks after. Hallelujah. God is looking from heaven to see if there is any man that understands understands who seek after God. When you understand what God is looking after, looking for in a man, it's easy to uh, please him. Hallelujah. Am I making sense? He says, I sought for a man. He is looking for a man. And if a man understands what God is looking for, then that man becomes a prime candidate to be used by God. The problem we have sometimes is that we don't uh, know what God is looking for. And like what Bishop was saying, we come and we are very careless with the seed that he has placed inside of us. So obviously, when you don't know the, the use of a thing, abuse is inevitable. Hallelujah. When you don't know what you are purpose, what the purpose of God for your life is, it's it's it goes without saying that you abuse your life. Amen. And my prayer for the men of valor in this place is that you would know that God is looking for a man in the city. God is looking for a man in the church. God is looking for a man at in your postcode. God is looking for a man in your home. God is looking for a man at your workplace. God is always looking for a man. And we know that God is deliberate. So God is not just looking for any man. He's looking for a man. Hallelujah. Which means that God has a specific type of man he's looking for. And it starts with us understanding what God is looking for. Hallelujah. If you don't understand what God is looking for, you will present different people. In First in Samuel 16, when Samuel went to the house of Jesse, the Bible says that they brought seven sons. They brought all six sons, Abinadab and all those guys. Because Jesse didn't know the type of man God was looking for. And when this one passed, God says it's not him. Then another one passed. God says it's not him. Then as prophet Samuel was getting a bit agitated. And God said to Samuel in, in verse 7 that God does not look as man sees. God is not looking for a physical structure. God is like what Bishop was saying. God is not looking for a how, an altar of the fruits. God is looking for a seed inside the man. God is looking for something in the membrane, a soft part of the man. So he said, don't look at the man from the outside. But see the man from the seed. Because I've refused this guy. And when all six children passed, it got to a point 
Prophet Samuel asked Jesse, are these all your children? Are these all of them? Did God make a mistake? Did God get it wrong? And Jesse said, there is yet one guy. But he is an afterthought. He is somebody who is like a boy B. It's a, some boy at the backside of the desert. And Prophet Samuel said, we will not sit down until he comes. We will not sit down. May people not sit down until you show up. I say, may people not sit down until you appear. Hallelujah. And the Bible says that when he came, he looked red and ruddy. He didn't look any physical specimen. And yet God said to Samuel, arise, anoint him, for this is my chosen. Hallelujah. Because there was something in him that made a difference. Is there something in you that makes a difference? Or you are just like any other person? Look at Psalm 89 with me. This is what God said about David. Verse 20 says that, For I have found my servant David, and I have anointed him with the holy oil, with whom my hands will be established. Also my arm shall strengthen him. When God sees you as the man in the place he has called you to be, he strengthens your hand. Well, I don't know whether you go what I said. Sometimes your hand is not strengthened because you haven't appeared as a man in the place where God wants you to appear. Hallelujah. The enemy shall not exact upon him. The enemy shall not outwit him. Nor the sons of wickedness afflict him. I will beat down his foes before his face and plague those who hate him. When God finds you in a place and you show up as a man in a place where he, he finds you, he beats down your enemies. He makes sure that your enemies don't get an advantage of you. When you show up as a man in the home, your enemies are beaten. When you show up as a man in the church of God, God establishes you. When you show up as a man in the city, a voice in the place, God empowers you. It's time for our brothers, men of valor, to stand. You know, this conference was put together because the men, especially Christian men, we are becoming too phlegmatic. We are becoming too passive. Not only in the church, but also in corporate world. In the marketplace, we are phlegmatic. Have you not realized that when it comes to the church, it's the women that are doing everything? Oh, uh, or you didn't get it. The women are the ones who are leading the church, who are leading worship, who are leading prayer, doing all sorts of things. The men are just cool at the back. They don't do anything. They are always cool. And you see that coolness, they take it to the corporate world as well. So they don't show up in church. They don't show up in the corporate world. They don't show up at home. They don't show up in school. They are just phlegmatic, just passing through. Just, you know, 
No. But listen, like I said to you, every man has to make a mark. You have you are destined to be the progenitor of the next generation seed. And when your seed is weak, the generation after you will be weak. Uh, I don't know whether I, I don't mean to insult anybody, but you when you go to a place like America, especially the, the black men in America, majority of them are in jail. You do you know why? Because their father showed up as weak men, men that did not take responsibility. So they were brought up by women instead of being brought up by men. And so they also produce weak seeds that are indisciplined, breaking the law and giving others the opportunity to incarcerate them. So you see that majority of the uh, black man in America is marginalized, weak, don't stand for anything, end up being nothing. Just come and go. Yeah, I read some, some names in the Bible, especially in the Chronicles, uh, uh, and uh, this person arose, he lived and died. So why, why is that person wasting my eyes? What was the purpose of the man? He came, he ate, he lived and died. Waste of my eyes reading the Bible. Because I can't point on anything that the man did. He didn't do anything. So before you criticize that man, look at your life. What have you done? What influence has your life been to the next generation? What are you doing to affect the next generation? As a man, your feet, uh, uh, Bishop was saying, your feet must be in the current generation. Your feet must be in the next generation. So you're influencing the present generation. You are influencing the next generation. It doesn't have to be your biological children alone. As a man, you have to, you are a father. And a father is not just a biological father. There are nine types of fathers. Nine different types of fathers. You have a father-in-law. You have a, a, a father that raises, that doesn't uh, give birth naturally, but he raises a child. You have stepfathers. You have father-in-law. You have a spiritual father. You have father of a ministry. You have father in sin. The person who taught you how to smoke. Who taught you how to chase girls. There are, there are different, nine different fathers in any one person's life. And you see, the father uh, um, uh, uh, really is like a baton. The, the man that gave birth to you, he ran with the, 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 the button and gave it to somebody else. And somebody else ran with it and gave it to another person. So, as a man, I don't know if you, you understand what I'm saying. Your father looked after you up to a point. Somebody also came into your life and he played the father role. Maybe your mother and father divorced. So, a stepfather stepped in, looked after you. Then you went to school. You had a school father. Do you understand? You had another type of father. You were in the church. Somebody picked you up and fathered you in the church. Showed you how to read the Bible. 
Then you have a father in ministry. Teaches you how to be a minister. A father, you know, and along the way, you have bad boys who come and father you to sin. They are all different. So as a man, you have to have your foot one in the generation around you. Mentoring them. And the seed. The next generation. So this type of meeting is not for, for the old men, older men. It's so that the younger ones will be mentored to also mentor others. Hallelujah. If you have gone two years, second year, third year, you, are, um, you must be a mentor to the first years. I don't know whether you understand. If you have finished school, you must mentor those who are finishing. The mistakes that you made, you must make sure that the others don't make that mistake. The reason why the American men have not corrected their mistakes is that the first man did not, was not responsible. Had children all over the place and denied all of them. They have programs about men denying paternity. And it's, it's like they, they are not short of men coming to deny paternity. Are you getting it? Meanwhile, you go to the certain cultures, it is not even a culture that a man is denying paternity. Because naturally, their fathers did not deny them. Their grandfathers did not deny Their fathers did not deny So they, they would accept. Even if it is not their own child, they would take the child on. Because that's a culture. It makes the generation stronger. When the father is active and is in play, it makes the generation stronger. When the men of the church rise up and they are in play, the church becomes stronger. When the church is full of women doing everything and the men are laid back, the church is weak. Because God in his infinite wisdom has placed men at the forefront of the battle. Not women. Whether spiritually or physically, men have to be in front. Hallelujah. So I'm challenging all the brothers in this place. Don't be a passive Christian. Don't be a passive member of the church. We are at the back. We are making sure that they do things well. We are just taking it easy. No. You see, you'll be taking it easy in church. You'll be taking it easy at home. You'll be taking it easy. You are at home. When the bills come, you are not interested. When the landlord comes and is making noise, you are not interested. The women have to try and put two and two together to organize, to, to pay school fees or pay uh, 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 things and pay bills and you are not interested. You're always watching TV as you're waiting for food. As to how the food is organized, you are not interested. How many know what I'm talking about? The kind of man God is looking for is a man that is responsible. Hallelujah. Can I give you about five things, five kinds of men God is looking for? The first one, a man that is responsible. When Adam, when God came in the cool of the day and was looking for Adam, said, Adam, Adam, where are you? He didn't say, Eve, Eve, where are you? He was looking for the one who was responsible. And Adam said, Adam said, the woman that you gave me, he didn't claim responsibility. And God said, hey, 
So the one I gave you, so I was the one who made the mistake to bring the one that you couldn't control. Eh? Therefore shall a man leave his mother and father and he himself go and look for a wife. From today onwards, I will never give you any woman. You go and look for it. The woman, so that you can be responsible. God is looking for responsible men. Men that will take responsibility of the house. When the children are misbehaving, don't go and blame your wife. Don't say, do you see your children? Do you see what your children are doing? No, no, no. Do you see what your children are doing? If my children misbehave, it's my responsibility, not my wife's. Are you with me? Yeah. If, if, if anything goes wrong in the church, it's my responsibility, not anybody else. Because I am the one responsible. I have decided to put myself in a place of responsibility. I won't say, oh, I'm responsible, it's this person's fault. No, no, no. Number two man that God is looking for is a man that is fearless. A man that cannot be intimidated. A man that is courageous. In 2 Timothy 1, 7, it says that for God has not given us the spirit of fear, but he's given us power. He's given us courage and a sound mind. I don't know whether you understand what I'm saying. Become strong in the corporate world. Stop being passive. We were talking about um, how Christian men especially those who have come from Africa and things are not commanding and taking positions in the corporate world. When you're looking for them, you look at uh, those who are doing uh, menial jobs. No. No. If you're in this church, please, if you are doing many a job today, I give you six months from today. Fire yourself from that job. I say fire yourself from that job. No, no, in this church, I, 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 I don't tolerate that. I don't tolerate it. That you are here. You say you do many a jobs. No, 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 no. If it's a many a job, they own the company. Buy the company and own it. Promote yourself from a worker of a menial job to an owner of a menial job. Oh, if you are clapping, clap properly. I didn't ask you to clap. Yeah. yeah. Become the CEO. It's time for us to become strong. Doc, somebody came. A, a pastor came to me a few years ago. And says, oh, uh, a stamp pastor came. So, uh, uh, pastor, please, can you show us how you guys bought the building? No, he said, can you show us the white man who, who went before you to buy your building so that we can engage the person to go and... I said, what white man? Then he said, because uh, we're told that, you see, in this country, if you don't have anybody to go I had in front of you, you they won't give you any. I said, Oh, the white man is pound coins. The pounds that you have in your pocket is the white man. It is not any human being. If you have money, you can purchase anything. 
You know, Pastor Martin was saying that it, wealth starts from our mindset. Yes. We have a certain mindset that doesn't help us to become prosperous. Am I talking to somebody? And, and for those of you who are second generation and third generation born, you were born, you didn't come on the boat. You were born here. How, how many are, how many are, give me a wave. The, the, the sad thing, the sad thing, Pastor Martin, the sad thing about it is that those type of people who are supposed to do better than their parents, they keep looking at what their parents achieve as their benchmark. And it makes them not go far. Listen, I came, I, I came from nothing. And I was able to rise to this place. So you are supposed to stand on my shoulder and go ten times higher. I will not accept you going just three steps ahead of me. No. No. You are supposed to stand on my shoulder. The mistakes I made, the, 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 the good uh, turns I took, you are supposed to learn all of them. And your starting point should be my, my, my shoulder to rise up. How dare you just do two, just two steps ahead of me and think you have done something. No, you haven't done anything. Hallelujah. When I came to this country, I had to work to pay my school fees, my rent, and send some money home. I was working three jobs. I was working three jobs. I had a job in uh, Dagenham uh, Ford. That was my job, main job. Then I was a security guard at Raynham. Essex. Then I had another a key job early in the morning at a, a cleaner in uh, uh, Iceland. And I had, a, I had a, a bicycle. My brother-in-law gave me his bicycle. So I ride the bicycle to my job. And meanwhile, I was a student. So I had to, and my university was in uh, town, was around uh, mortgage. More, so, it's it, Margate is one hour from Dagenham. So, that was my sleeping time. So, I slept one hour on the train to school and one hour on the train back. That's my, my full uh, night sleep for the day. And then I'll go to my, key, my, my night job. And it was a security guard. They had keys. So every every hour on the hour, you have to go and you open the key. That means you have patrolled. Open the key. Open the key. Open it. By the time you come and sit down, it's time to go back again. <laughs> to go and open the key. Open the key. Open the key. Open the key. By the time you come and sit down. So I use that time to learn. So I'll be learning. Then I'll get up and go and open the keys. My son didn't have to go and open keys. He didn't have to do three jobs to pay for his school fees. So if I have done to this point and he does two points, he's not done anything. Or you don't agree with me. I'm talking to the second generation people that came. Don't look at where your parents are and think that, oh, if I do anything around them, I've done well. You haven't done anything. At your age, you must own companies. Oh, I, don't, I don't know whether you understand it. You must own companies. 
How dare you just say, I'm just also going to do and find a job like my father. No, 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 no. You must be bold and confident. No, so some of us, when we came, our accent alone was a, a, a negative, a negative that we had to overcome. You don't have all the negatives that we've had to carry. So I expect more from you. Are, are you getting what I'm saying? Don't just uh, go buy, uh, what do you call it, a few clothes, bling, bling, and think that you're okay. No. How many, how many cousins are you paying their fees as a student? How many siblings are you looking after? What rent do you pay? What food do you buy? You're preaching my message for me. Oh, oh you don't understand. You don't want me to preach this message. Yeah. We had to pay our own fees. Our own bills. I was paying for a rent of a house that I never stayed in. I never slept in the house. The only time I went home was Sunday. Sunday is the only time I see, during the day I see my house. Otherwise, my house was just to bath and then change and I'm off. How many, how many are hearing what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. I am seeking for a man. A courageous man. A man that makes a mark. Don't be a sissy. Don't be a sissy. You're always hiding behind people. You're hiding behind, no, I don't come from here. Where do you come from? Because wherever you are calling back home, I don't like that statement back home. In fact, if you have been a, a member of this church, you know we don't use that term here. Because back home means you don't belong here. And when you go there, they call you a visitor. <laughs> so where exactly is your home? Yeah. I was very, very surprised when I went to the place I, I grew up and I was called a visitor and giving the visitors room to go and sleep in. That was when I decided that this place is not my home anymore. Because it's not my home. And I, I, I've, I've been, uh, uh, what do you call it? Uh, I go, what's the word? No. When you go leaving a place to preach. No. A missionary. I've been a missionary. So I've been a missionary to Paris. I was a missionary to Paris. So Paris was my home nation. I learned the national anthem. I, sang, I was a Parisian. I was a French person. And when I went to South Africa as a mission, I became a Zulu boy. Yeah, yeah. I became a Zulu boy. Because wherever the, the sole of my foot threats, it's my home. Uh, I don't know whether you understand what I'm saying. And I was very confident. I was learning the language, mixing with the people. Because you can't preach to people when you're not mixing with them. The reason why our gospel is not going to the marketplace is because we are not confident there. We are not strong there. Our feet don't go there. 
How many of our people are in the marketplace? So when you go to the office, you look, you are the only black person there. So your confidence is only Sunday morning. <laughs> but I want us to begin to exhibit confidence in the marketplace. I don't know whether you understand what I'm saying. Exhibit your confidence in the marketplace. Exhibit your confidence wherever you are. Because if you didn't qualify, they won't let you stay there. You more than qualified. That's why they've allowed you there. So sit on the chair properly as if somebody who has qualified to be there. If you are born in this country, you don't have another country anywhere else. Oh, you didn't hear what I said. How many were born in this country? Give me a wave. You don't have any other country. This is your country. And if it is your country, own it. Uh, I don't know whether you understand what I'm saying. I mean, if you came here at the age, up to age of 15, this is where you, 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 you come from. Own it. Walk in a place as if you, are, you belong here. Imani, am I talking to you? Walk as if you belong, you belong here. Don't walk like, oh, uh, they brought me here. <laughs> okay. <laughs> my, my time is up. <laughs> How many have learned something? Hallelujah. Be, a, be, be, listen, be the kind of man God is looking for. Be, be a fearless person. And be a faithful man. God is looking for faithful people. You will never prosper at anything that you don't stay long at. The reason why a lot of us don't make it is because we are always oscillating. You start this thing for a little bit, then you change to this. Then you move, then you change to this, then you change to this. You are in this church, then you change to this church. You are in that church, you change to that church. That is why you are not going far. When you keep transplanting a plant, it will not do well. <laughs> How many understand what I'm saying? Be faithful and committed to wherever and whatever. Hallelujah. Be committed. Show your commitment. Show your passion. That's the only way you can make it. Amen. Faithful in the house of God. Faithful at home. Faithful to your wife. A man, you have side chicks everywhere. Uh, I shouldn't go there. Okay. Pastor Zulu said I shouldn't go there, so I won't go there. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen.